Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! The Marketing Money Podcast, and, and you're mar- here. Welcome. Good morning and afternoon. We're doing a podcast, and we're excited about it. Yep. Why are we excited about it? Because we have the best bank marketing podcast, there's, led by the two of us. There's out of all the podcasts, this is one of them. Yes, it is. And you're listening. I mean, somebody is. Hey, hold on a minute. Close your eyes. Don't really, but like, because you're probably because you're driving. Yeah, somebody's listening to this right now, dude. Like, we're they? making this. We're the future. The future. Somebody. We're making this today, and at some point beyond today, somebody's listening to it. Speaking of the future, let's talk about payments and how you make. Payments. That was an awkward segue. That was more like a segue. Please allow myself to introduce myself. All right. I'm the guy that's going to talk about payments today. With payments. You. Yeah. Payments. I like payments. I like when I get You know them. what we don't get paid to do? Get payments. Make this podcast. That's right. Because if we did, it'd be much better. Hey, we better. need one of those Patreon accounts. What's a Patreon account? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> It takes payments to support. So it's like a Kickstarter for something that's that's running. Well, like, well if we were doing it, it'd be called Kickstopper. Ha, ha, ha. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, we don't have a Patreon account. I think payments are the biggest disruption to the banking industry. So is this in, like bank, like, are we talking about bank payments? Are we talking like Venmo outside yeah, of banks? All, all of it. All of it. So what you've is, got you've got PayPal, you've got Venmo, you've got Cash. We've had PayPal though. I mean, it's about as old as Cash now. Yeah, Pay, PayPal. I remember they did the Super Bowl commercial, the real fast pace. This is the new way you spend money or whatever. Like new five money. years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't so new when they did it. But it wasn't. They were trying it, to get their brand back in front of a market because I guess if they surveyed, they really still weren't the first choice of paying somebody. You know, you've got your PayPal, which Venmo, unless I'm wrong here, is owned by PayPal. Correct. It is owned by PayPal. See, I'm call me Google today. Anyway. So that ad that you just mentioned without yes. an edit break. Yes. That ad you just mentioned. You repeat. Was pre Venmo. No, Venmo but was think, already a thing then. I don't know it was. because I it think, was. So it why was. would you promote two things? Well, Ford has trucks and Ford has vans and Ford has cars. Why would they promote? Different types of things. Huh. That's both a dumb and good example <laughs> at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> Way to double. That's like a double-decker bus. It is. Because nobody wants that except for British people. Yes. Venmo, PayPal, Cash. Yeah. Do you have the Cash app? I do. I wonder if that ever caught on. Because I don't, like, I don't think it did. But it's like right there in your phone. Maybe, I don't know. I've got 300 dollars in it that somebody transferred me. I really like Apple Pay Cash. Yeah? Because I think it's... You've got to obviously be an Apple phone user because thus, yes. Do you like Apple's? 
Um, How like about them apples? Yeah. Mm. That was a good line in that movie. Which movie? The one with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I don't know. I don't know. Where and Ben Affleck. I thought I made that up. And Dogma? Molly Driver. No. Mini Driver? Mini Driver. But if you know as well as I do, you can call her Molly. I'm sure you can. But yeah, you know that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and then here comes Zell, the Venmo killer. The purported Venmo killer. There's about 18 banks that are using it right now. But here's the thing. Can we talk for a second about this? You going to get real? I'm going to get real. 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 Real? Really real? So that was developed by B of A. Well, it was a consortium of four banks. Right. Yes. But I think B of A may have been like... They were one of them. I think they, Wells, maybe Chase, BB&T. So, so that's a weird business model. It's like less... Because they're going to get something out of it. Well, they have enough of the market share... It doesn't matter. ...that they want to combine their forces so then you can trade amongst each other to, right. to it's keep a good, people from going to Venmo, and it's faster. It's a good partnership. Hey, let's all do this. We're all going to be in business, whatever. But still, then... then Feeding it down to community banks and things like that. I, well, there aren't really any community banks with it yet. But that's the point, is it's going to go down to smaller banks, not maybe, mega banks. Maybe. There's a list of, what, 18? That's what I just said. I, I just pulled that. I think I just pulled a list of, I'm just feeling 18. Uh, yeah, you feeling 18? A little Peyton Manning today? Yeah, a little All right. 18. All right. Anyway, is anybody paranoid about that? Like, I'm going to... They're going to know who my customers are and things like that. No, that's more with the PFMs. When you load up the rate you have on something and the bank account you have, so then it pulls together and makes a budget for you, and you can look, and then the banks on the back end can look and see, and you can figure out someone's mortgage rate, and if you can beat it, you can send them a message. That's when you can really get into the the data of personal finances. Yeah, but, uh, which is pretty amazing. I mean, and it Zell serves, doesn't allow that. It you serves the customer, but... I mean, you might be able to see where somebody's going in one-off transactions, but I don't think you could figure out if I paid you a cheeseburger if you how much money I have in my account or something right. like that. So I, payments are the future. I mean, that's that's the whole underpinning of our, of our financial system. It's how you pay. I just feel like we're going to look up tomorrow, and it's going to be like there, there's no cash, no checks, no cards, which is weird because we put so much infrastructure into the EMV and all that, and I just think – the Euro MasterCard Visa chip? Yeah. Euro Pay, Euro Card, Euro something? Yeah. I don't know, anyway. whatever. The Euro Step. That we can't. <laughs> James Harden to the basket. Anyway. That we can't. Sports podcast. Yes. Yeah. That we what? can't get implemented because I still go to places that say... Swipe it. Yeah. Which that means the liability is on them. Yeah. If there's a data breach, they're the ones that owe you. Right. But they also didn't have the infrastructure And then their mom and pops and they won't owe you because they're like, we can't afford to pay you back for that. Data breach on our stuff. Yeah, the data breach on that baby Ruth you just bought <laughs> at the country store. Stop and go. I just, I can't Im- imagine it not being this ridiculous ramp. Well, I, I think there's a lot coming with, and everybody talks about voice, but I do believe that, and you can do it now. You can say to Siri, pay somebody in Apple Cash, and they'll actually pay them. I mean, then you have to confirm with a with either a print or a look at your phone. But right now, you can use Siri to pay someone. So you've got a ramp-up coming with voice. You've got a ramp-up coming with the Alexas and the uh, the home voice computers. Is there a specific name for that? The Alexas at home? Are they, are they called something? Because, I mean, is it like a voice-activated voice assistant? Yeah. Is that what Alexa is, a voice assistant? I guess. I'm n- I don't know. I'm not into it. We've got one at home. It's all right. I, what's the weather going to be today? You know, what's... 
what's in the news and NPR today, and it'll I, I break in that, and tell you. It's got some cool things. So the big thing is, like, I don't know, you had these numbers at some point, I think, that, like, 70% of households have one or something like that. Something weird. Like, it was way too much. They have some product that's Yeah, but that. even the phone is, like, got Google yeah. Assistant on my phone. Yeah. Um, and it's and an Apple phone and Siri. I I don't know. Like I don't know what that is. Like what what the future of that is. What do you like? There's a limit to what you can do with voice. Well, uh, so because like you're not going to go just shop. Like hey, I want to I want to think about outdoor furniture. You don't say Siri order me some outdoor furniture. You want to shop and measure and make sure. Well, I think that's where the the LinkedIn folks and the folks with banter about voice they skip past the selection process and go to the purchasing process. And I think that's where you got to back up and go, okay, when it comes to payments, what am I paying for versus how I pay for it? <laughs> because, I mean, Amazon wins the game because they make it easy to pay. They mm-hmm. make it easy to get in and out of the Your payment's in there. Yeah, they... it's easy to do. And when you've already paid a certain entity, I don't know, from, from multiple retailers, that's the cool part Speaking about of payments ramping, now. Yeah. the trust to – of like just leave your credit card info in that that's like leaving your credit card in the store in the store I would just need, like, hey just, just charge it, it. Yeah. just charge it whenever it's sitting there yeah but they do that's a lot of we trust do. and we do. i do it and it's convenient and cool but i think there's a, a secondary conversation that maybe more crazy is is the whole cryptocurrency thing that we've we've spoke about spoken about a couple times in the past on this but it is does it get to the point where um Coins are being created by companies to then exchange for dollars and use their own ecosystem. So they get rid of they get rid of the spending, they get rid of transactions, they get rid of interchange fees, and they within their own company create their own ecosystem of coin. And then you take it across a threshold to, to for it to become cash. But that's not as easy as you think it is. It, it's not because I mean, just the, I, I didn't say it was easy. Well, I know, but, but I mean, I think I, that, I, if they I, figure I think, out the cost effectively, do it, it'll be done. Well, I think that's the thing about the barriers. It's not just cost effective, but the reason there's an interchange fee is because there is an interchange. There, there is a clearinghouse. There is a network that that moves money for you that, that has a cost. And we saw this towards kind of the end of this latest, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, crypto bubble or whatever, when it jumped up around December, is power was spiking, like where people were had mining rigs. So this is... I went from 19780 some dollars down to like, Five thousand or something. Yeah, but now it's back up to nearly ten. I didn't understand how intensive it was on a computer to mine. I think that's an efficiency issue, and it's on the GPU and all that. So my point is to transact for Starbucks to make the Star Coin or the Starbucks because their name has a buck in it. It it's way easier said than done, but the blockchain has to play some part in it because it is a more efficient way. I think where you'll see that come into play more the driving factor of that is and and to go back to payments is my apple wallet has my payments in it and so it's taking that out of a bank uh, well out of a bank but still bank based i mean i've got capital one card i've got my debit card i've got whatever in there but my point is is i don't have to save that in a in a store i don't have to leave that in a store i can transact with apple pay through my phone right so they don't have that stored payment so that that store, the, their, their power over me is diminished a little bit. It's not as convenient. They're not holding it. So it's absolutely, I mean, a decentralization of gift cards to be able to go to this crypto-like thing, but it also keeps that money in their account. 
True. They just have to convert it. That's the other. The two the barriers are the are the infrastructure, and then how can Starbucks create a Starbuck well, um, and then crypto, the, and then the third, is, and then convert it to cash, and then the third leg is security. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's where a lot of people the hacking fears get away from the. Well, the just think about the volatility of it. I mean, yeah. the, uh, what you just said of Bitcoin that, that that is quartered in price. What if Starcoin just? Yeah, and, but I, but I, Target gets hacked. But my comparison, Target's a little different from Starcoin. My compare on them would be like a casino. When you walk in and you exchange cash for chips, and then you go use chips, well, that chip only has value in that casino. If you walk outside and throw that chip on the ground, unless someone goes in that casino, that chip has no value. Now, right. a dollar dropped on the ground has the value of the dollar or the the bill it is. Whatever it is, five, ten, right. Money. But it also has the value to, to keep you in the place to transact. Well, that's what you hope that an ecosystem of. But it also doesn't fluctuate when you're the value of it is still based. Yeah, but the company, if you had it in their own ecosystem, could fluctuate their own value based on the cost of the product. Yeah, yeah the SEC is gonna. Well, it's not a stock though. It's a I currency. know, but it's a, it's, it's a currency. So what about Oscar Mayer? Do you read about that? They released their coin. Did they? Yes. Winter coin. I'll read about it. Baycoin. Who? Baycoin. As in bacon. Baycoin. Oh. Bacon. As the gold standard of bacon for the past 100 years or so, Oscar Mayer is the only leading authority to help lead bacon into the future tomorrow by creating a currency today. So we're releasing a limited number of Oscar Mayer Baycoins, all redeemable for packs of real Oscar Mayer bacon. It's a coupon. Even better. You help control the value of each Baycoin. If that sounds pretty tasty to you, start mining today and see if you're a lucky winner, and you can register. Oh, so it's a fake mine coupon. Yeah, they even have a little fake, uh, a little chart here that says fake news, and it's worth slices, ten slices. This is it was worth twenty eight slices. I think they might have jumped the proverbial shark with that one. I think they did, but I kind of just think it's funny, so I'm reading it. The gold standard of Bitcoin. No purchase necessary. It seems like KFC would have jumped out and done that. They did. They did. They did the uh, the little box with the Bitcoin on it. And so they did because and you, you, know you could buy chicken for for Bitcoin. I'm so. They did. They even had a site where you could buy the chicken for Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. So I'm ticked at my people. Bobby's one of those. people. You have people. Yeah. That nobody got me that friggin' fried chicken USA sweater that I just I threw it out as a. I really wanted this sweatshirt, and I said, I want my people to buy this for me. It was a $76 sweatshirt, so it's pretty expensive. Yeah. But, but like $3 a person going in together to get their boss a KFC sweatshirt. You assume they like their boss. I, no, I don't, because I guess you, you didn't, didn't get, get the sweatshirt. Yeah. See, they sent you a message. I'm sitting here shirtless. No, you're not. With my amazing physique. Mm. Well, here's where we're going with the payment system. I do think that Bitcoin may run out at some point of the energies and the excitement in it, although uh, certain Asian markets seem to be now opening up after shutting down on it, so it may come back to ramping up again. Taking a step back from cryptocurrencies, looking at the Zells of the world, I, I think if Zell doesn't make it for some reason, I think it almost has to because of the the money behind it. I don't think they're going to let it fail. Uh, but I think that's the new way. And whether it's PayPal, Bitcoin, People Pay, Pop Money, there's a bunch of different ones out there. Yeah, there's got to be some consolidation. I think your bank in the next two years has to have a P2P product. Has to. 
I mean, it's going to it's going to have to. Or not because your consumer already has something else and you're too late to the game. And, well, and then and they have, is your money being held in Apple Cash? Is does the money get moved to Venmo? Does it yeah, I mean, but, how does it move then? Well, it moves through whatever network they've created, but then And isn't Facebook supposed to be releasing a P2P product and some of these other they're researching it, but here's the problem. I mean, we're all fighting for deposits and we're so slow to adopt, we're giving up that share. Well, that and how does it interact with your app when you've got a core that doesn't see people are too caught up in that in my opinion. Like trying to get all in the core, like just I think I don't think walk over to that bank across the street and have one conversation about that. You'll find out. Well, my point is, so if it works that. in the core, it doesn't have to be in the app. It doesn't work in the core. That's the problem. Well, that, I mean, yeah, it has to work with the or something has to get to the bank eventually. I'm just saying in the app. Try working with one of the cores on it. It's it's impossible. Yeah. Well, my point is, is I, I will redact or whatever what I just said. It's yes, it has to work in the banking system, but I mean like getting it in the app. Like that's not. Oh, you're saying so because people are already used to going to Venmo. You could just do a separate app that's yeah. not inside of your banking app. Yeah, I mean yes, it, I, 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 I didn't. It, it obviously has to work with the bank. That's the. Yeah. Yes, that. But like being in, in the online banking system, like. You're gonna have a 1990 looking online banking thing with Zelle down there, all which know, is kind of how it works. All I know is you better get in the game if you're not in the game right now. If your bank is living off CD rates and mid mid rate consumer loans and small rate private banking loans and regular rate commercial loans, and you don't have a payment plan or payment strategy from digital to I don't know mobile. Because some of those aren't the same. You that pay deposit's computer, going away. You're going to lose. Yeah. I absolutely think you're going to lose. And you're going to lose to a non-bank. Well, you're going to lose the brand conversation, too. Because yeah. someone's going to be like, look what my bank can do. When you're like, well, my bank doesn't do that. And well, that's now, not even a bank. Well, now you've got a... A differentiator. Yep. A disruptor. And differentiator. Yeah. I don't know if it's as much a disruptor as it is... Well, <laughs> I guess it is. Venmo is disrupting some the stuff. The payment of cash... Yeah, but it, that that cash has to be held somewhere. I guess you would have paid with a check before that, because if you, if I would have seen you and said pay me, you'd have paid me with a check. Well, I or go cash. back to it depends on where the money is. Like Venmo can just be a vehicle, and that money goes through my from a debit card to a to another person. It's, it's that kind of float out there in the middle of nowhere. Like my Apple Pay cash has three hundred something dollars on it because I don't have my debit card hooked up to Apple Pay. So it's I'm just like I'll hold on to it and pay somebody with it when i when i need that money but um but that's out of a bank right now that's three hundred dollars with one individual which is a not an insignificant amount of money i've often wondered why the fdic doesn't come up with a payment system because they're the government well but it would be guaranteed so you would have insurance behind it they could put it all the FDIC banks could then be on the same system. We'll get the same developer that made the Obamacare sign up site do do that development. I immediately regret mentioning that the FDIC should think about doing the payments. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you're out there, FDIC, that's, I, go for it. I, I mean, mean, that's what I want. I mean, honestly, what, I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying 
that's what the idea behind Zelle was, is the big four or five banks that have 60% of the deposits in this country, if mm-hmm. not more. Why not make it easier to make all Americans... all of us to interact with each yep. other instead of you going to you and you go... And, and that's like, I, I've, I've and heard... And remove the fraud side of it. Well, was it you or who... Someone I was talking to about in Canada that the banks, a lot of the banks got together and they decided they were going to create the same platform to where if you move to a bank, you could just easily move your information. And In other words, you just... Here it is, and it goes in. You well, don't I have to do all the for HIPAA and all that. You have to. So at some point, we have to, and maybe it's the chip or whatever. You have to be able to carry your information with you, and I think that's what we're talking about—the portability of information. Really, that's what this payment thing is: is getting that payment back into your device or whatever. But, and, and here's also it. the the Apple Pay Cash. See, I I'm of the firm belief because we were one of the first banks in Mississippi to have Apple Pay mm-hmm. as you walk up to a retailer and use your phone on the um, uh, the checkout device. But my, my point to that is I don't know that Apple Pay was that successful because I feel like the retailer wasn't sold on. What's in it for them? You know, me, it's cool. I get to use my phone. It hooks up to my yeah, account. But but nobody retailer, walks like, out. Do I want to pay another $2,000 to have some NFC, N- NFC uh Device that I didn't have to have before when you could just well, use your card. Well, it's basically a novelty. No one, I'm sure that someone has complained about this. Like, I just go around, you know, it's not adopted. So you don't, it, but, it's novelty and convenient if you can use it. But I think that Apple Pay Cash, which was developed off of the backbone of Apple Pay, right. is adopted and is much better i see a lot of people using it more it's in the tech stream right it's so it is ridiculously but it's not advertised i bet there's people that don't know this in that little app and like, i talk it. to people all the time that like you little get even like the little gift Button, sender yeah. app thing at the bottom of it yeah that don't even know that exists yeah. and apple pays down in the same thing yeah so i it, mean it's weird they just develop stuff i, and I like the it. fact though that if you hit it on someone and they have an Apple phone, well, maybe not an Apple phone. It'll say they don't have Apple Pay Cash, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, you don't know how your phone works, but you well, do have to sign up for it. Well, that and the, you know, the adoption of Apple phones is way lower than you think. I mean, I never meet anybody with an Android that, phone. That's what I think is so weird. I I know one person, and maybe I don't have a lot of friends, but I, I <laughs> you just know one person. I, I do, but the one I know one person that has. Do you really know anybody though? You know, if they have an Android phone, I think that's what that's, you're getting at. Yeah, you. In all of this long, drawn out conversation, the point of it was that I know one person with an Android phone, one person, and I have five friends. So twenty percent. So yeah. So twenty percent have an Android phone. No, I, I, I don't. We. That's a limited. Data put it set. this way: someone at the bank had to buy an Android phone. We bought a couple of them so that we knew what our app and our stuff looked like on an Android phone. Because no, no one carried an Android phone. Yeah, we have an, um, uh, well, I think they're Google phones. And I don't know, anyway, because there's a Google branded thing. But anyway, we have that here for testing a tablet, tablets and phones. But and I do stuff. remember when Apple Pay came out. Because we don't believe We got a emulation. lot of messages to the bank of people saying, when are you getting Apple Pay? When are you getting Apple Pay? So we got it. And then we would have like maybe, but I mean, we had a pretty good portion of people asking for it and then android google pay came out and we would have maybe one message a month on social or one email to the call center you know when are you getting google pay it was like there wasn't a a wave of excitement for it and so it's been but we have it we have both of them and then you got mastercard masterpass so you've got multiple multiple ways to pay yep 
But if you're not, if your bank isn't p- playing the payment game, you'll pay the piper to pick the pickled pepper, pick, pickled peppers at the pickled pepper point. If their deposits will get picked up by a people's bank, yes, because picky people, or a non-bank picky people pick people. So segue to that. We used to be we're Renaissance Bank now. Obviously, we talk about that. You know that if you listen to podcasts, we used to be the People's Bank and Trust Company up until two thousand four. Not co. Okay. We were the People's Bank and Trust Company, and they used to refer to us as Peoples. And so, the the that has to be the dumbest yet funniest marketing campaign they did was, and this is your good. I guess it's your good old boy backroom marketing campaign. But they had a campaign one time that I've read about because I was too young. That was called Picky People Pick Peoples, and they hand out pickle pickers. And it was like a, I don't know, it looked like some tongs, and you would go down and you pick a pickle out. Of your big pickle, the big, the big pickle, pickle jar. jar. And you pick it, and so they would give you these pickle pickers, and on the pickle picker it read, Picky People Pick Peoples. Hmm. And it was like a big joke to go into the bank and pick your pickle out. And, and I don't even know if anyone would even, I mean, to me it's gross, but wow. apparently everybody liked because just going in picking out a pickle at your bank and whatever but picky i don't think they did at the bank so your pickle jar at home right i i don't have, do you have a pickle jar at your house probably maybe i don't know <laughs> we were too wealthy we didn't have stuff like i mean that. i've got little jars that you don't have to have a pickle yeah pe- but pickle i mean picker? up until like the 80s like you just bought this big friggin jar of pickles or you made them yourself and that was they did a whole campaign on it and like apparently it was real popular so speaking of popular yeah you know what's real popular pickle pickers finishing podcast no. Yep. It, well, we've had a nice digital banking payments discussion today. I don't know if we've given you any advice today. Go other talk than, to your people about it. Other than get with your digital bankers and figure out a way to have payments at your bank, especially community banks. If you don't have Apple Pay, MasterCard, MasterPass, Google Pay, Zelle, People Pay, Pop Money, I mean, the list goes on and on, and then you can look up to, well, blockchain is different, but cryptocurrencies, that doesn't affect the bank per se, other than unless there's a huge shift to using it instead of fiat currency. But in all that, you need a strategy behind it. You need a play to make as payments grow. I agree. For Marketing Money Podcast, this is uh, John Oxford signing off. See ya. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.